And welcome back to the Cairo London podcast. This month, I have the pleasure of the company of Martine Beswick, who is a real life living Bond girl. She stars in the 1963 from Russia with Love and also backs it up with another appearance as a Bond girl in the 1965 Thunderball. Um, but she also, and I must apologize, uh, she introduced me to a whole new genre of movies uh, called the Hammer Films. Now, I'm sure many of you out there actually know what we're talking about when we're talking Hammer Films. At the time of this recording, I did not. But I would encourage you to go and check out the trailer, at least, if not the whole movie of where she stars in this movie called Prehistoric Women. Uh, But anyway, we have a lovely chat uh, in the Putney Clinic. Uh, She talks about her, her time with Sean Connery as a Bond girl. The two best months of her life uh, were spent down in the Bahamas filming uh, Thunderball. And yeah, she still embraces uh, being a Bond girl. There's a, can you imagine the WhatsApp group that is the Bond girl WhatsApp group? But anyway, she gets into all sorts of things. We, she's a regulator down in Putney, Cairo, uh, with, the, with the release of No Time to Die, the Bond film, uh, just coming out with Daniel Craig. I thought it would be a significant or appropriate to have a discussion with someone who has a direct connection to the whole film setup. So I hope you enjoy this one. Martine was great. I'm Martine Beswick, and um, I'm a Bond girl. Yes, you are. And a screen queen. <laughs> Couldn't have one without the other. <laughs> Amazing. Yeah. yeah. And it's interesting because there are quite a lot of Bond girls who are also Hammer girls, which are called screen queens. Okay. And, um, and, and we're all very, when we meet, it's sort of, oh, hello, darling. You know, so we're all very, very happy to see each other. It's, it is, it's a club. So I couldn't be the least qualified person to actually have this conversation, which I think is going to keep it nice and fresh, right? (laughs) Because you're probably used to sort of chatting to industry types and sort of have all the information there. No, I like um, this. This is uh, fun. Yeah, well, this is obviously because, you know, normally I just have a bit of a conversation about life and then we we sort of wrap a bit of chiropractic into it towards Mm -hmm. the end, you know. But um, what made me reach out to you, though, was the latest Bond film uh, obviously got released, right? Right. No Time to Die. Right. And a lot of people have kind of put it back to the, it's kind of like saved cinema, right, mm-hmm. um, because it was kind of the first movie first, that yes. everyone's going to, you know, um, and I did take my family along to it. Um, oh, you have not seen it. Well, <laughs> I, you know, it'll be interesting to hear if you are a Bond fan or not. But um, I'm a Bond fan, but, I mean, I haven't gone yet. Yeah. yeah. So I better not spoil it for you then. No, no spoilers. Spoiler, yes. Okay, well, that's all right. Cause but we I've won't... got different people have it saying, well, it was okay. And then some people say, it's, oh, it's brilliant. So I've got the two sides, actually. You know, and I have one particular friend who says, I'm not going to say any more. And I said, ah, <laughs> we have a little, we have some things. He said, we have lots to discuss. Yeah, look, I think, uh, well, let's go back to the, the movies you were in because I looked yeah. into this. I'm normally pretty bad at doing research for these conversations because I just like to actually see where it goes. But 1963, From Russia With Love. I mean, you've been in two movies, right? Yeah. And 1965, Thunderball. That's right. Well done. That's it. 
Has it? And both with Sean Connery, of course, which, as far as I'm concerned, he's my Bond. He's my Bond. I mean, you know, Daniel Craig, yes, he's kind of grown, and I know they were going a different way with it, but I kind of miss the sort of cheeky mischief, you know, bandage that he, that Sean had. I mean, I, I, there was something about Sean that for me was the Bond. You know, there were others, but not like Bond, not like Sean. I'm pretty sure you're not alone there. I'm pretty sure, you yeah. know, if uh, I don't know what the, uh, you know, what the situation is, but I, the, the, I think he's the favourite uh, amongst yeah. most, isn't he? A it? lot so. of people, a lot. I think they've, they've come, we've all come round to, to um, Daniel Craig, especially Skyfall, because that, the, that was a really good movie. Yeah. Not just a Bond movie, but a really good movie. Yeah. And so the whole, and of course, and I love, you know, M, oh, just Judy Dench. Oh, yeah. I love her. Did you see Skyfall? Yes. Uh, yeah. I've seen uh, pretty much most of the recent ones. And uh, like I was getting back with the research I was doing, I watched these two movies since you agreed to come and have a conversation. You did. I went back and found, you know, From Russia With Love and Thunderball. And um, I've got a 14-year-old son. Uh, and I made him sit through them. Um, <laughs> oh, I'm sure he was very pleased. Yeah. <laughs> Not. <laughs> no, no, he was, it was good. It was like, uh, you know. Um, it was a school night. <laughs> yeah, well, it's, it's like, uh, well, and my daughter was there as well. She more came and went. but um, How old is she? She's 12. Oh. Yeah, yeah. Um, and, but, you know, I think they aged really well, those movies. And mm. you were great. Like, especially you had a big role. Of, you know, you yeah, were big. like the liaison, you know, that yeah. classic sort of character that comes and goes through these films yeah. of like, uh, what, what t- tell us then, in, in your words, what was, uh, maybe tell us about both of your roles. Uh, well, <clears throat> the first one actually was just kind of happened and I had no, I had not even read a Bond book. I didn't even know who Ian Fleming was and I'm Jamaican. <laughs> I mean, you know, to admit that is shameful. So it was just like a, a weird thing that I suddenly found myself in an agency I'd just come back to London from Jamaica and I found myself in an agency who said, kept going, you know, around the table, all these, all these suits. And they, and they kept saying, Bond, Bond. And I thought, what are they talking about? And the next thing I was up for the first film. But because I had no, I mean, I really had no, um, I hadn't done anything. Hmm. Um, the director took a liking to me. He, he, he saw something, Terence Young, and he said, you're too young for this part. You're not right for this part. He said, but I have an idea for you. And I went, oh. And of course, that doesn't happen very often. And sure to his word, I was his, one of his gypsies. Yeah. And it was quite something because we literally had to rehearse for three weeks and it was like literally a dance and it was like really... I mean, it was like hard work. And because Terence Young, who I adored, he became my very dear friend. And because of Terence, who, by the way, formulated, I mean, like really put Sean together. Mm. He was very, very much a part of making Sean Bond, you know, in terms of, because he, he was like, Terence Young was like, um, the original Bond. <laughs> he was like a Bond. Yeah, like his own personality yes, was. Yes, okay. yes, yes. 
So it was easy for anyway. He um, he wanted to shoot it with handheld cameras so he could really get a you know big thing, and that's why we had to rehearse. And it came out. It was pretty good. Where was that filmed then? In Pinewood, back yeah. back yeah back lot. We were supposed to go to Turkey. Oh yeah. And then at the last minute they said, no, we're going to shoot it at the back lot. Yeah, because From Russia With Love was in Istanbul, wasn't it? Um, or, or there was a lot of, in Turkey, of scenes done there stuff in, the in Turkey um, and yeah. Pinewood. Yeah, and yeah. Always Pinewood. Yeah, yeah. I mean, like they have their own stage. I mean, it's like an old, it's their own city. <laughs> how old were you when this was going on then? 20-something. I've forgotten exactly how old I was. Yeah. 22, maybe? 21, yeah. 22, somewhere around there. So, um, but what was the background that led you even to be considered for that then? Um, Literally, I mean, I'd always wanted to be an actress, but I had no idea how to go about it. So I was doing modelling. I went back, I was in Jamaica. I'd been in England for a few years, grew up here, went to school, and then I went back to to Jamaica for a couple of years. And while I was there, I was doing modelling, and every now and again, somebody would come out from America or wherever, and you know, shoot little films. Mm. And I was one of those. And this lovely, sweet little producer man decided to take this film that he'd shot of this, of his new star, to do what? And he took it to, he, he sort of shopped it around and shopped, came to London and showed it to this huge agency. And I had no idea. Mm. And they sent me a letter saying, if you're ever in London, please look us up. And, and that was it. And I, I also became a model. I also did modeling here um, for years, yeah. actually. And it's interesting because there are a lot of us who have come from modeling to acting mm-hmm. because it was, it, was a, it's a, it was a road to do. It was a road to go. So then uh, that must have been uh, pretty surreal then, uh, even though I guess at that point it was like a, a London or, you know, on Pinewoods location. So it was all probably fairly constructed or... Oh, seriously. It was a big scene too. Yeah, Huge yeah. Scene. yeah. Well, that because that whole thing where, you know... You know, everything gets blown up and there's a yeah. big shoot up. Yes, exactly. Yeah. And you're in the middle of that as yeah. it was all rolling around and... Yeah. Um, yeah. I was mad. Um, but, I mean, I, I don't know, but, I mean, has have many other people gone from one role to another within? No, I was the first. Know? Yeah. Um, I think Maud Adams was the second. Okay. And she played two different roles because not, I mean, it's two different roles mm, because totally. then the ones, they are the ones who are sort of like, you know, like Judy Dench or Naomi, they, they, you know, it's, it's the same role yeah. in each film. This was... Two different roles. Mm. And again, Terence Young stepped up and said they wanted an island girl. And they're looking at all these these English girls. And Terence said, what are you doing? She's the perfect person. <laughs> yes, but we don't hire the same one again. Um. And he just kept on going and was determined. Because, of course, by this time we were great friends. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so, um, so that's how I got into the second one. And he won. <laughs> so the second one is Thunderball, 1965, uh, and you played Paula Kaplan. Yeah. Is that right? Yeah. Who is the uh, liaison in... Um, in Nassau. In, yeah. in Nassau. Yeah. Um, which is Barbados, isn't it? No, it's Bahamas. Sorry, Bahamas. Bahamas, yeah. Uh, and 
Yeah, as I said, that's that role of Bond needs a local girl to show him around, right? And obviously she needs to be amazingly attractive and um, really skillful. And knows what's going on. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, and yeah, so it was uh, it was quite fun to sort of relive that there last uh, last uh, over the weekend with um, with my boy. But um, <laughs> what did they? What did your boy think of any of it? You know, because they're so it's a different age now. I, a, I mean, you know, really, I mean, um, listen. If you need anything fixed, if you need IT, go to a child. <laughs> yeah, and you know they live on like YouTube mm-hmm. and uh, all these other different bits and pieces. But um, his school took them as a kind of night out to the most recent film right um no. and that was his first bond right so he's he started with the last one oh my god know. um that is amazing because i don't think he'd, he'd even seen any even old classic reruns or you know that sort of thing so yeah. uh and i think did he, he like the new one yeah he loved the new one to the point though where he was like well you know, he was determined to watch the lead. You know, the all of the Daniel Craig stuff. So then he could kind of get a little bit more background to wow. it. You know? um, but what is interesting about the new one is it's all about Spectre again and oh, yes. um, Blofeld, right? Who well makes a reappearance. Um, I hope I didn't spoil that. Um, but uh, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Well, exactly. So the the kind of the cat number one and all this sort of stuff is. Uh, was being developed through your movies, wasn't yes, it? Yes, right? yeah, 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 yeah. So, well, well, maybe you tell the story a little bit more about because I was hoping you might be able to give us a bit more insight into the what whole spectre no, thing. No, I know the, nothing. Yeah, well, I, I don't know much <laughs> I about know it either. Nothing. <laughs> well, that's all right. We don't need to know about that. I'm, to be honest, I'm more interested in sort of then you were like on location in oh, the Bahamas, the best ever. Yeah. Two months Two in months. Nassau. Mind you, and it was the zenith of Bond. I mean, it literally was. I mean, the entire world literally converged on the island to the point that that is when Sean began to kind of go, I can't take this anymore. That was the moment because it was so intense. Mm. I mean, literally, they came from everywhere. I mean, I did. we ended up on Look Life Every magazine, every newspaper, every... I mean, it was incredible. It was incredible because it really was Bond had hit and it, even even the, the kids kind of arriving and being on the beach and shouting, James Bond, James Bond. And to the other point was there are all these um, yachts turned up very of the very rich who were huge fans and of course, Terence knew a lot of them. <laughs> it was a great story. There was a great story because he invited them to be in the film and to come onto the, the Paradise Island where they were shooting this this um, gambling, this casino. Mm. And so they all turned up and they're all, they, you know, with their yachts, they arrive and they're all dressed up and they're having, basically they're coming for a party. Mm-hmm. So, of course, they come for a party. Now they need to come back again. And, of course, they don't turn up because, quite frankly, they came to a party. They did not, this does not work. <laughs> they didn't want to have to come back every day to shoot all these different scenes you know, and be the same people in the background. Exactly. Right? Right. So, I mean, it was very funny because, I mean, all of a sudden, you know, now the, the I remember the um, editor going, tearing his hair out of his head because now he's got to really 
intercut because you don't have the same people in you know in the scenes and it was quite funny because it literally I mean watching these people arrive the full thing I mean these yachts that were amazing it was an incredible time actually it was an incredible time and I I've, I've never there's never been any um location that I've ever been on that can top this because Terence was also one of the great gentlemen in the world and had also loved i mean he entertained he knew all the best best food best drink the year to have the champagne i mean he knew everything right so he would have all of us come for dinner like on the saturday night and we'd all join up and we'd come for dinner and he said to children children don't you worry about a thing and he would just order and take care of us all and we just go we just gave in because we knew mm. that he was this amazing amazing person i adored him adored him so i mean and when we had you know instead of having box lunches you know sort of on the beach no tables with tablecloths and lunches served i mean it was it, it was truly incredible mm. absolutely incredible the money that was you know because as i said it was the zenith yeah of I, i think i read somewhere that um thunderball in particular had quite a big bankroll to get this movie done right because it had so much interest in the others um it was that it finally actually got the money to be able to create something sort of special right and then you were experiencing that, part you know? of that yeah it was it was big mm. really huge and it was really a lot of fun <clears throat> you know but i could see it 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 got to shawn that's when i noticed it started to get to him i so, mean and i knew it when at one end of one scene he took off his piece and threw it <laughs> at the hairdresser and said right i'm off <laughs> i mean and you kind of went mhm but we were we were pals too yeah. but we were just really i mean everybody kept saying well did you no 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 we were we we sort of had the minute we met there was sort of like a little mischief mm. thing between us it was sort of like nudge nudge wink wink immediately yeah. and it was always like that mm. and it went on like that so did you sort of just briefly get to know him in when it was in london um or you sort of formed a bit of a friendship with Sean then we uh, well, so, we started to form i mean i knew him because of course Sean and and Terence were really really close okay. and so in the first one we sort of you know i sort of knew him and we were kind of pals but then in thunderball i mean then it was kind of like suddenly we were having dinner with them and we were at the house and yeah. we were with his lovely oh, i loved his wife she was fabulous his first wife okay. second wife i think yeah um dian chilento who was a australian actress she was fabulous wow. she i wanted to be her i mean <laughs> i wanted to i mean i wanted to grow up like her she was wild and body and she she was like one of the guys yeah right and but she gorgeous this blonde and she would tell the funniest bodiest stories and it would have everybody howling 
Amazing. And, and, and again, you're still in your early 20s sort of mm-hmm. thing, right? Yeah. You've just been plucked out of like um, life on the island or in London. In London, as, yeah. Uh, you know, but as a, as a model doing sort of Well, I was starting things. to do films. And yeah. in fact, when I went in for the first one for Dr. No and Terence said, go and, get some, go and get some experience. He literally said, go on, go out, go yeah. and act. Yeah. And so I started doing, I started doing, I suddenly found myself doing a bit of television okay. and a bit more television. So I, and little films. And so I, I literally listened to what he said. And for some reason, I was able to do it. So by the time I got to Thunderball, I'd already kind of got a little stuff going, <clears throat> a little CV going. Oh, well done. <laughs> and, um, because I think I also, I think I spotted you on one of these memorial shows when Sean passed, right? Because um, I think they, they dragged, um, I don't know whether they mm-hmm. filmed you a couple of years ago, but it was oh, on, I know on the what BBC. I don't, you might have, I don't know. It was no, it literally was actually the, before. Yeah, so it was the day, I think, or the two days after he died that they put, I saw, this on. they put this on and they must have grabbed some footage and you were there talking about it, right? No, and this I, was earlier because yeah. this was like, this was much er- before he was, before he was ill and dying. Yeah. Um, and it was only, and it was only Valerie Leon and myself. Yeah. And we were like the, we were like the, the, we were sort of the comic relief actually. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I mean, we were just sitting there giggling and saying, look at, you know, this is what happened, and I can't believe this. And yeah. yeah, but it was shot before, way before. Yeah, but uh, no, you had some nice things to say about him, and it's sort of oh, like you know, yeah, um, absolutely. Yeah. Which kind of I think at the time as well made me think or reminded me that I really should have a conversation with you about it at some point. And um, anyway, here we are, um, a little while later. I know, um, I know, I know. Well, it's good to hear that you are a Bond fan, though. In the fact that it sounds like you probably have kept an eye on the movies from time to oh, time yeah, as they go, right? Definitely. Um, uh, yeah. And it really was nice. I do, do you live around here? Yes. Because yeah. you know, I've decided that um, I'm just going to go to the cinema at Barnes every time now. Because oh, uh, I go to the South Side. Because you, sh- you have you ever been to that Olympics cinema in Barnes? No, Maybe no, too sh- far. We should make a little trip there, though. But it's that it's that studio that used to be a recording studio, and the Stones have done albums there, and oh. uh, they play this lovely montage of uh, old Stones footage um, in the actual place, which has now been converted into this red velvet cinema area, right? Oh. Um, and is so, this the one where they, you can get drinks and things? Yeah, and... exactly. So you pay more for the ticket, but it's yeah. like a, it's a proper experience, you know, um, and. Uh, you know, it's like a members club and all that. I'm, I'm not a member, but I'm yeah. just like, so I took the family all down there and we watched Bond together there, you know, just getting oh, out. Oh, how sort fabulous. Of, yeah, oh. yeah. And it felt like a proper sound, a, a light serious show. serious you know? outing, um, yeah. And as we hadn't been to the cinema for two years, it was just like. Was such, that the first one that you'd seen? Yeah, yeah. It was such a joyous time to actually go there and, and, and just be lost in this sort of world and I'm kind of glad they did keep it on ice for like a couple of years um, because it did I think help people get back into the habit of feeling okay to be back in the cinema yeah. again you know and I you know I th- there obviously there are other things coming on now but um, I know that sounds really lovely I must say it's so convenient for me and yeah. I have a girlfriend who literally lives down the road I mean like a block away from me so we have this thing where we used to go every Friday yeah. And we hadn't been for like 
two years. No. So when we finally went, oh, is it time? Is it time? And we went, okay. So and of course, unfortunately, she didn't want to see the Bond one. Yeah. And I, because I like, I like, we, we, we kind of like different stuff. However, I did find one which don't bother to go to, Mothering Sunday. <laughs> Colin Firth, Olivia New uh, Coleman, who okay. I absolutely adore. Yeah, yeah. Um, uh, Josh O'Connor. I mean, there were some really lovely people, but it didn't quite work. It didn't quite. It was a, sort of like a um, downtown Abbey kind of thing. Okay. You know, and I love that stuff, but it just didn't quite work. But that first moment of going to the cinema is like, it was like, oh, my God, we're here. Oh, oh. <laughs> well, is it like, you know, I, I'm probably a little bit behind the eight ball in the fact I was hoping to have this conversation around the same time it was all released, you know what I mean? And then I, I kind of dropped the ball on that one thinking I should have really got onto this quickly and then we could have, like, done a, a Bond a special, you know what I mean? Um, <laughs> but, yeah. I'm pretty sure my very few listeners will be okay with. Uh, I don't think. I think you point. have more than a few listeners, though, don't you? <laughs> well, I it's, mean, I, it's it's a it's a uh, it's a niche uh, listener group. I think I have in the fact that it, um, it's know. based on chiropractic is sort of like the base. Yeah, well, it's it's it is. It's sort of it, it always wraps up in that because um, the, the re- actually the the reason why is that I I like having a conversation which is just trying to normalise the fact that a chiropractor should be a part of a sort of fairly healthy living routine, right? Yeah. And if we can just have a casual conversation about it, um, ending up talking about the benefits, then then great, you know. Uh, yeah. And then it seems to normalise it for then it's like okay, well if Martine can go. Anyone can go to the chiropractor, you know what I mean? Very um, definitely, yeah. Hey, so tell me a little bit more about, um, what did you say? So you were the, because I don't even know is like that second thing, the Bond girl. Scream queen. Scream queen. Well, basically what it is is a hammer girl. Do you yeah. know about hammer films? Well, give us some more information. I don't Oh, know. you don't know about no. hammer films. Okay, hammer films was um, an incredible uh, company that put out all the Dracula films. Oh, yeah. With, uh, what's his name? Dracula. God, it's just, he's just gone from me. And anyway, he put out all of the, they put out all of these and they had like horror films and sci-fi films and very interesting, very interesting. And, and they had a real following. They still have an incredible following, even although the the company is gone. Mm. They had a huge following because they put out things like One Million Years BC, which I was in. Okay. That was the first one I did with them. And then I did two more. And the second one I did was a real doozy, but I had such fun doing it called um, Prehistoric Women. Okay. And I was Evil Queen. Um, and then I did Dr. Jekyll and Sister Hyde. Now, so is this a situation where, um, well, you're, you're acting through it, but they need someone to, like, it's it's sort of in the horror side of things, I guess, someone needs to get tragically killed or something. Is that right? No, or I kill. You kill. I don't, I don't, I don't get killed. I kill. <laughs> Bring it I'm on. Sorry. I'm scared. Now. I am not a victim. <laughs> I am a murderer. <laughs> and I am very evil. Particularly in Dr. Jekyll and Sister Hyde, wow. because Dr. Jekyll turns into Sister Hyde 
and she goes out and kills everybody. It sounds like my research uh, and <laughs> maybe a sort of uh, investigation into a completely new genre. Well, it I don't know. Do you, like, do you like um, horror? Do you like... I, I think I know what you're talking about in terms of I've, I've watched and I couldn't tell you what I've watched, but I, I know that, that idea of uh, I can imagine what a Scream Queen movie or actress yeah. is, right? Um, so... But yeah, I'll have to look into those in a bit more detail. As yeah, said, I know. mean, they were they were very interesting. They were very interesting, and I particularly liked the Dracula ones because I saw that when I was about sixteen. Yeah. Christopher, of, uh, he was the most wonderful Dracula, and I mean, I basically I just wanted to open the window and say, "Yes, here, here's my neck. Come, <laughs> go, <laughs> <laughs> take it." Uh, because there was something really, and and there was a. It's interesting because both Hammer and Bond, there's a family mm. situation that happens, yeah. which is wonderful because, I mean, actually my life is about tribes, about families, and I have them everywhere. I mean, I have the bestest friends that I've known basically for 50 years mm-hmm. and no less than 20 and so to land in the bond situation, which was like a real family. Mm-hmm. And then, because I'm sure you, I don't know if you saw anything of what um, Daniel Craig had said about being in this incredible um, family mm-hmm. of people. Yeah. And then, um, and then Hammer, same thing. And so the thing is too, that if you did Hammer, you could be, you would come back again. You could come back again. I mean, if you're, you know, if you're part of the family, yeah, if you're you did back. Well. Yeah. Because and, and obviously as the punter, me, um, I only see the actors and actresses, right? Whereas um, you're obviously involved in the whole family with like Terence Young, as you say, like he was obviously the father of the, the early Bond. Um, yeah, yeah. And I'm ashamed to say I didn't even know who that was, you know. Oh, this um, was Michael Carreras. Well, there was James Carreras, who was his father, yeah. and Michael Carreras, who, again, became my best friend. Mm. I mean, I absolutely adored him. And, in fact, he was the one, when I went to do uh, One Million Years BC and we went to Lanzarote, within two days he said, I want you to be my queen. And I said, really? What? He said, well, I'm doing this film, I've written and I'm going to direct it. I mean, literally, it was instant. Yeah. We, were, we were already giggling and laughing a lot, Michael and I. And so we had the best time shooting the worst movie ever. <laughs> <laughs> Which has become was a not, huge cult. Wasn't, wasn't critically acclaimed, but oh, cult no, but following. It's actually right? become yeah. a huge cult favorite. Yeah. I mean, because there are all these, you know, women. There's like the dark women and the blondes, right? And we're all speaking with this wonderful English accent. And we're in the prehistoric time. I mean, it is hysterical. Mm. But I am the queen and I kill. I just love that though too. Like I'm trying to think back to my, you know, my life as a 22 year old, whatever. I, I guess I've just, you know, I went f- fairly early on into doing chiropractic, right? Um, came out as a chiropractor as a young professional, right? What sort of a difference to the start of my 20s, the start of your 20s, you know what I mean? Pretty dull, I can imagine. Um, well, I don't know because also, don't forget, it was the 60s. Yes, well, exactly. So, I mean, and you know, there are a lot of things, a lot of people have said stuff about the 60s, about things not being what you, they said it was. I said, I'm sorry. 
it was hot. <laughs> it was fabulous. There was a freedom. Suddenly women could, you know, women could have, um, what do you call it? Birth control. Yay. Ooh, yeah. let's go. I mean, it was an incredible time. Yeah. And there was like a lot of fun and fabulous music yeah. because it was Bond and the Beatles. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Right side by side. Bond, Beatles, Stones. That was like the big thing. And then all the other stuff that happened around it. It was incredible. Absolutely incredible. So I guess um, then there must have been not only two months on the island, but then the whole circus that came with the premieres and all that sort of stuff. Mm -hmm. We did the premiere, yeah. Yeah. So you were doing a tour with the whole team? No, they didn't. Or just did a one-off? They didn't, which was very upsetting to me because they started doing the touring actually when with with, – Roger, because my best friend, Caroline Monroe, was in um, The Spy Who Loved Me. And she went on, they took her on this whole tour. And I was so jealous because, but we never met until 20 odd years ago. So, and we were literally like this for years I mean, I'm a little older than she is, but we were literally like this. And when she was up for Dr. Jekyll and Sister Hyde, I got it. Oh. You know, she was in Hammer, several films, and, but she was the victim and I was the killer. You know, it was so, it was an, it was an amazing. And when we met, the minute we met and we'd heard of each other, but we didn't know each other. And when we met, it was instant. This was my, this is my little girlfriend. This is my sister. So is there a bit of a Bond Girl Club then that you guys get Actually, together? Yes, or well, we do or? shows. Oh. We do shows. We do conventions. We haven't done one for two years. Right. And we're quite – because I really love doing them. Yeah. Because basically what happens is, yes, it's there's a lot of energy that you put out with the fans, I mean, who line up and, and pay for, you know, signature. But – it's also a time for us all to get together mm. and have fun yeah. because basically we just love having fun. <laughs> <laughs> and if someone else is paying, happy days, right? Oh, so, yeah. So, uh, yeah, so that's actually so that's a bond convention though. No, they um, have, they have um, basically like there's the Hollywood show and there's all sorts of, there are all sorts of different cons. Okay. You know, like yeah. something con. Yeah. Um, and it's everything. Mm. I mean, it's Star Trek, it's who, Doctor Who, it's all sorts of people mm. all gathered in these, in these huge, great hangars, basically. Yeah. Um, some are more fun than the others. But we usually, even if it's like really big and vast and ooh, hard to take, we're making some money because mm. we don't get residuals mm, on yeah. this. Right. So even if it's hard, but this is like our residuals. This is how we do it. Yeah. So if it's, you know, even if it's hard, what we do, I mean, we'll have our dinners in the evening with the gang. Yeah. And a lot of laughter. So I guess that the Hammer movie thing <laughs> has a big con following. Yeah. 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 But it's all mixed. Yeah, okay. I mean, because when I go when I go to a convention, I mean, they're all people coming up with not only ham, Bond, Hammer, but all the other stuff that I've done. Yeah, which is all the stuff I've done in America. Okay, because I was there for like thirty odd years, so I did a lot of TV there. You know, mm-hmm. so so all of a sudden, all of this is happening, and I'm actually quite, I'm still 
amazed that, because I said to, um, I said to Carol, so I saw her the other day, we had to do a, we had to do um, a Zoom for, do you know who Ray Harryhausen is? I do not. Okay. Ray Harryhausen was like the beginning before CGI. There was this amazing man who made these little things that turned into monsters on screen. Oh, yeah. Absolutely brilliant. I mean, he is like the daddy mm-hmm. of it all. And in fact, is adored by people like Steven Spielberg and Peter Jackson and all of the, I mean, it's like, that's it. And we both did worked with him and he was one of the most wonderful, another incredible, divine, lovely man. <clears throat> I must say I've had some really beautiful people in my life. I still do. Mm. And, you know, we were looking at that and thinking, wow, that is, you know, what an amazing time we've had yeah. with these people, mm. with this, you know, this whole... and. And yet at the same time, both Caroline and I were secondary Bond girls. We weren't the main ones. Mm. But for some reason, our parts in it have literally struck a chord with, uh, with fans. Yeah. And suddenly, you know, it's like me being on television talking about Sean yeah. when I'm a, not, I'm a secondary Bond girl. Yeah, yeah. Then we kept going. But you're an integral part of that whole thing, though. You yeah. know, there always needs to be that local character to sort of show him around sort of a thing. You know? I know, um, but, I mean, usually, I mean, you know, it's like the main girl, like, you know, Ursula Andrews, who was mm. gorgeous, by the way. Oh, yeah, just yeah. when I saw her, I was like, oh, my God. <laughs> oh, my God, she's so beautiful and really funny and sweet and lovely. That's the other thing, too, about all the Bond girls. They're really... They're smart and they're strong and they're clever and they're brilliant. So when people, in fact, there are times when I do Q&A, and I love doing the Q&As, especially with Caroline. Yeah. <clears throat> and when we do a Q&A and people say, well, how did you feel about being used as a, you know, sex symbol? Yeah. And I went, who was using who? <laughs> Hello? Yeah. Yes, I know what they wanted. Mm. And I gave them what they wanted. But guess what? Mm. It is a give and take here. And I said, and anybody who thinks that, you know, Bond girls are, you know, vacuous people, mm. you're looking at the wrong, wrong person. Yeah, the wrong group, I bet. This so, is, yeah. these are smart, funny, brilliant women. Mm. Very strong, too. You know, individual it's almost like the way you describe that is the way that the role has kind of evolved as well, though, right? Where they they really, I think, come across more now. There's that strong, yeah. You know, they've always been, woman, you know. Yeah, they've yeah. always been. But I love the fact that you know the, the new Bond girls sort of went. Well, maybe we have to be Bond women, and I went, no, we are Bond girls. I am sorry. Why are we going to go for Bond women? What is the point? Mm. We don't have to be, we are strong. And yeah. so that's it. So I get very kind of like, you know, feminist. <laughs> Which I'm, I mean, basically, I was a feminist before I knew what it meant. Yeah. Long ago. Yeah, yeah. You know? so. I mean, it was that one line that sort of stuck out there last night in Thunderball was when he was diving. I think it was when you were introduced, your character was introduced and he was underneath. I think the first thing he says to 
the sister of that other main character. She's like, oh, I didn't recognize or didn't notice or it was something about the fact you swim so much like a man. Um, I didn't know, you know, who who you were or, or what we were dealing with here, you know what I mean? And it's just that whole idea that if a woman swims strongly back in 1965, mm-hmm. that was a very different thing to the way it's perceived right now, isn't it? You know? Yeah. And, and that's just the, 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 the time. Yeah. You know, sort of making comments like that now is not so okay, but um, back then it was like very much, well, that was just sort but of... But, you know, it's yeah. like that's that's what it was, you know. But also mm. the interesting thing is that all the girls, unfortunately, I'm still in touch. I was still in touch with all of them um, because we were, we, were, we were girlfriends immediately. Yeah. And um, unfortunately, when Sean died... Luciana, who I've, you know, this is now since 65, she and I were still best friends. Mm. Two of the others had died already. Okay. You know, Domino, the, the lead, mm. and also, um, what to call it, Molly Peters, who I just adored these, mm. we adored each other. Mm. And when, um, when Sean died and I talked to Luciana, she said, you realise, of course, it's only, uh, we're the only ones left. <laughs> I mean, literally. I mean, they're all gone. Mm. I mean, not only Sean, but Harry, Cubby, um, all, a lot of the other actors, yeah. they're all gone. Yeah. All gone. Yeah. Terrence, they're all, everybody's gone. Yeah. And I said, oh, dear, are we next? <laughs> Well, maybe that's a lovely little um, segue <laughs> to how do you keep yourself so healthy and amazing looking at, um, I don't 80. even... 80. 80. Everybody, 80. Everybody, well, I wasn't listen, going to ask, but no, no, thank you for volunteering. No, no, it's all on the internet. I mean, so I can't... Listen, I have no problem with saying how old I am. First of all, because it's no good lying. It's mm. all over the internet. Yeah. So that's that's it. <laughs> So, well, let's segue again then into 2008 was when you found a chiropractor. Um, and I, I'm not even sure if I've heard this story either. But, but what's, you have since 2008 regularly dropped in for a visit. So tell us that story. What, why do you do it? What benefit do you get out of it? Basically, it started way back when I was in California, way back when in probably because I was there from 67 to 71, and then I was in somewhere else, and then I went back. And when, I think it was when I was first there, I found a chiropractor, but he was a, he was a, you know, cracker. Uh, But he was a very lovely man, but he was, he he cracked. I mean, this is like in the late 60s, early 70s. So it was still a little, it wasn't, you know, the, um, hadn't been refined so much. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> so then when I went back, I discovered this amazing chiropractor. And I had a, um, I went skiing for the first time and the only time. And, and I should never have done it because I'm complete, I'm a complete klutz. <laughs> and of course, on the bunny slope, boom, and I tore up my knee really badly. Oh, no really badly and literally ended up in a, in a cast and also was told that I had to have surgery. Well, I also at that point had found this chiropractor who had a clinic, which not only did he have 
was he an incredible chiropractor, but he had all the supplements that he used to help the whole thing. So it was a, it was a, quite a deal. Yeah. And I went to him and I said, what am I going to do about this? He says, well, he said, there is no guarantee that the orthoscopic is going to work, as you well know. He said, but if you want to come to me every day, he said, I'll, I'll, I'll kind of work it. Because basically what he did was just kept it from going out. Mm. Touch wood. It's, it's been... So you didn't need any surgery. No. I can imagine arthroscopy has been refined somewhat since uh, yeah. that time as well. So it probably wasn't a bad thing that you... Well, um, this was in the 70s, 80s. I mean, it's kind of like... But he's been my chiropractor in Los Angeles oh. on and off for 30, 40 years. And he is, he was a magician because every time I fell, which I did quite a lot, and I did the knee again, and he just put it all together again, and I did the other one, and I've done the shoulders. And I mean, it's just, he's literally kept me from going. In the meantime, I have also been, I've also done yoga, Pilates, I even did martial arts, I did, you know, Mm -hmm. and I love to dance. So... That is what happened. I, thank God for my spirit, because basically what's happening now is that, you know, there are bits falling off. <laughs> <laughs> but my spirit will never go away. Will live on forever. Yeah. So you, let me throw some names out at you, because in 2008, Abby Holden looked oh, after you. She's Lovely fabulous. Kiwi girl. Fabulous. Um, uh, beautiful singer as well, who's... Um, oh, I was so upset when she left. Yeah. <laughs> Then you, Luke Brady looked after you for a while. Yes, uh, fabulous. Yes, and um, he's still involved in our I know, he's empire. very much involved, uh-huh. yeah. Then Edwina Waddell cared for you, um, who Lovely. we're still in touch with regularly. Um, oh. She's set up her own place down I in know. the Gold Coast in Queensland in Australia yeah. now. And now the lovely Amy Bree looks after you. Adore um, her. I, I mean, I uh, first of all, I have to say, Edwina was interesting because I actually, at the point that I was seeing her, I, ha- I got vertigo and then labyrinthitis. Okay. And she fixed me. And no one else has done it like this. I mean, she used the, you know, what do you call it? The muscle testing. Yeah. yeah, yeah. What's it called? Kinesiology. Kinesiology. Yeah. She used kinesiology. And she literally helped me through that time. I mean, really, really incredible. Um, that was amazing. But I, there is no way that I can live without chiropractic. There is so, just no way. But you've mentioned injuries have obviously been helpful mm. with dealing with injuries, but we're not injured all the time. So why do you keep coming back then? Well, because, um, you know, the body needs to be maintained. Indeed. I need to maintain. It's maintenance, and especially as you get older. And I'm still doing, I'm now, I'm still doing my Pilates. I love Pilates. I absolutely love it. Mm. And I have a little studio near me. Yeah. That only has, I don't know if you've ever done, you've done Pilates. I've done Pilates, yes. I, I only do the reformer. Yeah. I forget the mat. Yeah. I want the reformer. Mm-hmm. I can't do yoga anymore because I fell on both my shoulders mm-hmm. and that's really, it's really hard. But with Pilates, because I'm on the reformer, it just takes care. 
everything. I think every chiropractor owes it to themselves and their patients to actually do all that stuff themselves. Mm-hmm. You know I mean, so doing yoga and doing Pilates, so you understand the intricacies of that all. Um, yeah. But it's, yeah, it's good to hear that. I, I think it's essential that you, well, I, I always say you've got to, on a daily basis, move every joint of the body through its full range of motion. Mm-hmm. And if you don't do that, the joint only has one option, but to decrease that range of motion. Hey? Um, but um, but what- actually, I have to say that I've, I must say I'm feeling a bit guilty because um, I've been having problems with my feet and therefore I don't walk like I used to. I mean, I was a strider. I was a major hiker. I can't do it anymore. Yeah. And so, you know, I it's like, but at least, thank God, I have the Pilates. Mm. Because if I didn't have that, I would probably, I mean, more p- bits would fall off. <laughs> 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 this is why I have to have chiropractic yeah. to sort of, you know. Hold it all together. Yes, exactly. <laughs> hey, I did have a question, though, is that you have been successful in moving from one practitioner to the other over a 15-year or so period. Um, some people get really fixated on their one guy or one girl, right? Um, how have you moved through? Well, I'm fixated on her. <laughs> <laughs> on Amy. Breed. I mean, I'm yeah, sorry. Yeah. What? Yeah. I mean, and in fact, she is so... I, when, when I've asked for appointments, I said, well, I mean, this is not right. She's far too popular. Mm-hmm. No, 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 no. Yeah, I know. <laughs> I have to wait? What are you talking about? Yeah, yes, yeah. I mean, I'm sorry, two weeks? No. <laughs> No, but you're right. She's um, uh, very busy, uh, absolutely. And, and she's she's lovely. I mean, I just adore her. I mean, everyone, everyone that I've been with here. I mean, because I think I've even had, been with you. Yeah, I mean, you know? I, just dribs and drabs, I think, because um, I've always been quite successful at I think no one really knows who runs the show here because uh, I try and make, not make it the Craig McLean chiropractic centre, you know. It's like... Um, I certainly do a good job, I think, of empowering everyone else who's been here just mm-hmm. to treat it like their own and, and develop their own little legacy and following themselves, you know. Yeah, um, and it works. Um, actually, th- there is a common thread, in fact, here is the South Pacific. Um, Abby was a Kiwi, Luke and Wiener and Amy are Australian. So <laughs> I know, because uh, that's what I've told. I mean, that's what I've told people. And, in fact, I've brought, as you know, mm-hmm. I've brought a lot of people and I've yeah. carried on, you know. <laughs> to my detriment. <laughs> what do you mean she's busy? <laughs> yeah, I know. Um, but that's, that is a really nice summary, though, of the, the Pilates and yoga, you know, walking, weight-bearing exercise, um, keeping the bones nice and strong. Um, I think we're all a little bit guilty of not, uh, you know, if the body isn't working against gravity, then it gets weaker, quicker. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, all of those things help promote and keep muscle mass active so you're stronger dance would have done that as well that impact of dance over the years um, would have helped that no end Mm. Um, and all of that sounds like it's a done in a way that is not wearing the system out either right so it's not yeah, yes, I'm sure there's been injuries, but it's mm, not everywhere. Yeah, not like <laughs> marathon running or, oh, God, you, know, no. or no. you know, other random things which can wear out the body, you know. Yeah. Um, uh, that's great. Is there anything you do dietary or, you know, I've is there always any... been, of course, listen, you live in California. Mm. Mm-hmm. Um, first of all, you're in touch with healers. Yeah. 
you're in touch, and which you don't have that over here. No. I, you cannot, you're not, the access to the healers that I had there, mm. there's no way. Yeah. I mean, they became my best friends. Mm. I mean, these are Reiki, there's like uh, hands-on, there was a woman who was just really powerful, yeah. hands-on healers. They, they were fantastic. And, you know, my chiropractor who was really a major practitioner with all of the supplements and the stuff. So when I came over here, when I came back, it was it was hard because I didn't have that kind of, you know, support, mm. really. Yeah. So when I finally found you, which was an odd thing because I was visiting a friend in in Ireland and there was a guy and the chiropractor there who was also brilliant, I've forgotten his name, was also brilliant. He had someone who was working with him who recommended you. <laughs> and that's how I found you. Amazing. That's how I found you because, I mean, and when I found you, there's no going away. Yeah. Well, you are welcome. <laughs> <laughs> there's no going away. And, of course, and I've told everyone to. I said, look, mm. I said, you know, and my friend Jeremy, my, he's my bestest mm. friend. I've known him for over 50 years. Yeah, you know, this is yeah. my good friend. And also Adina, who I did a film with. Did you did you meet Adina? Uh, Adina Ronay. Yeah, I think I did. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. and Dick. Yeah, yeah. Her husband. Okay. Well, Adina and I did the film Prehistoric Women together. Oh, really? <laughs> that makes a bit of sense now, I guess. <laughs> I mean, we're we're old mates, I and mean, we lost touch for a while, but mm. we're really seriously. So all of these people who have kind of like brought in um, and recommended, mm. and they keep saying, "Well, you know, I don't know if I can because they have space. I said, "Listen." It's time for maintenance. But you know what? The the way that you had the Californian upbringing or experience of... The the, the biggest thing that is a challenge in the UK is that uh, NHS does a great job of looking after us all. Yeah. Um, But it also makes makes us a bit guilty of not taking enough responsibility of our health, knowing that Mm. we've got this massive backstop to get us if anything goes wrong, right? Um, And this is the difference between California uh, and Australia to a degree where... Um, you more actively look out f- and take more responsibility for different things yeah. to maintain your body um, because... Well, it's almost natural. Yeah. It's almost natural. I mean, and not only that, because it was almost na- it's natural to eat fresh food. Mm. Yeah. I mean, salads mm. daily, yeah. you know. I mean, and also, I mean, I am an organic girl. I like my organics and I know everybody says, yes, but what does it really mean? And it's more expensive. I don't care. Mm. If I'm going to spend any money at all, that's what I spend my money on. Mm. And I literally, I mean, I have, you know, I know exactly. I mean, I'm really good at my, first of all, it's what I love. Mm. Simple, fresh, delicious food. That is what I love. And that's what I was brought up on. I was brought about in probably in Jamaica too, but very much California. Yeah. You know. So, what about uh, you know um, enjoying the sixties, um, alcohol, booze, and God knows oh, what other everything. substances, right? So, you're also just <laughs> repairing some damage that had been done. Oh, <laughs> or or did you? It's amazing. I'm still alive. <laughs> it's amazing because I had a lot of fun. Yes, well, a sure. lot, a lot of fun. And basically, and I still like a lot of fun. I mean, I don't, now I just drink my, you know, bubbly on the weekends. Yeah. That's it. 
Um, yeah, but it's not as though you've been a teetotaler or anything out through your oh, life or no, no, no. No, but actually one of the things I used to do, which is interesting, is because um, being in California and being in touch with, you know, this, the healers, I would literally go on fasting. Mm-hmm. I would mm-hmm. fast okay. for like, you know, several weeks yeah. and really do clean outs yeah. regularly. Yeah. So, and that was also part of what I did in my life. Mm-hmm. And it was very important that I did that. And then also, I mean, stopping, then I had to stop smoking because I loved to smile at my cigarettes. Oh, it was fabulous. I love the you taste. You did look so stylish doing it. I think you were smoking away in the movie there too, you know. Um, actually, it's funny though that the start of Thunderball is at that health clinic in England somewhere, which had the osteopathic like scene where he gets stuck on the traction yes, table. Yes, yes. Um, and <laughs> the, the, the sauna and the massage and all this sort of stuff, right? Which it's funny how the, maybe it's now the conversation's gone full circle back to the movie again and sort of saying, well, that, that, that was obviously in the UK. I can't imagine those spa places were that common in 1960 or actually, maybe it was were. a thing. Yeah, yeah. They were. And in fact, I actually did. I, no, it was in the 70s that I went. I mean, they had them. Actually, they were in the 60s mm. because the, one of the biggest um, people who went, did this, did these spas was Vidal Sassoon. Oh, right. I oh, so he had a collection of them in the he, country. No, he didn't have them. Vidal Sassoon was a major hairdresser. Yeah. I, he was I like, name, you know, yeah. he was like Bieber. He was like Mary Quant. Mm. It was all of that lot. Yeah. And he was one of the, I mean, one of the many who literally went to these spas yeah. and who did, followed all of that, mm. you know, clean out thing. Yeah. So, and yeah, all that sort of stuff. And, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. So it was like early on. But unfortunately, it's sort of been lost over here, you know. Yeah, it's funny because, you know, I think in, in Europe as well, it's like a common thing by the, the hot springs or, you know, all these mm-hmm. places in the Alps or Pyrenees, there's all, all these health spas. I think Austria, there's quite a few of them. Um, I've been to one in Czech, in the Czech mm-hmm. Republic. Czech, yeah. Absolutely fantastic. <laughs> I had a friend of mine in Australia, a friend of mine who lives in Australia, and she would literally take me every year. We'd come over. We did this for about eight or ten years. And she'd come over and we'd, we'd book it and we'd go in for two weeks mm. to this place in, in Czech Republic. Absolutely incredible. Because the building itself was an Art Deco building, redone, beautifully, you know, done. And the... I mean, we'd have like seven treatments a day. We were exhausted. <laughs> so, yeah. That's good. So, um, yeah, everything in moderation, including excess, right? Um, making sure you have a good dance, Pilates, yoga, make sure chiropractor's always on hand, mm-hmm. eating organically and, and fresh as, as you can. Mm-hmm. Um, these are all the secrets to looking amazing at uh, 80, even though... A few bits are maybe falling off here. Oh, yes. Is it, I, I go, oh, my goodness. What, where did that come from? <laughs> Oops. 
Hey, well, thank you for taking the time. I, I mean, I think we've done that full circle. It was circle. a pleasure. Um, I didn't, you know, I didn't intend. I, I do like the way uh, the long format conversation where people can choose to tune in or tune out at any point in time that they want. Um, just uh, recording a conversation is a bit of a strange thing, but a lovely thing. Um, so thank you for giving me a little bit of time to my very small project that's going on at the moment. Well, it's been it was fun. fun, actually. Well, like, you, you know, you, you've sort of seen on my on my list of people that sort of have come along. Um, it's it's very random, but um, I, I I love the fact that I've have anyone from the the head rugby coach of uh, of uh, England rugby um, through to like I think you listened to a little bit of Jason. Yes, um, I know. But oh my god, um, he was he's like this angel. Yeah, I thought, wait, I'm not going to come up to that. <laughs> Well, know, a, this is this is Miss Fun Girl over here. Oops. <laughs> but he uh, yeah he did a, a great uh, impression of Sean Connery actually because he did that movie with him. Um, funnily enough, the League of Extraordinary Gentlemen. Oh yes, yes. He was Doctor Jekyll, Mister Hyde in that. He was that sort of big CGI character oh. in that. And yeah, and he was just tells that great story of like. Whenever you're working with Sean, whatever you do, don't do the voice, you know, because he was talking about the fact that the voice, his, you know, no matter whether he was a Russian commander or whatever, he always had the Scottish Absolutely. accent, right? Um, and it's like you're going to find it very hard when you're in conversation with him to actually not mimic the voice in some way, you know. Um, so I don't know if you had that same instruction early on. Um, well, I was certainly wasn't going to do I mean, first of all, I certainly can't do a bloody Scottish accent. That's one of the. I mean, I no, I can do all sorts of other accents, but certainly not Scottish. And it's, I'm glad you mentioned the piece because I was there last night going, "Is that his real hair?" Or uh, no, what? no, he always had a piece. But that was that was one of the funniest things. I mean, he literally was walking along the beach and he just took it off and threw it at her. Was that even his first Bond role? He had not his own hair. I think it's been going on for quite some time. Because I know it's, it's been like thinning. There's the the on and off, you know, the thing where they, you know, like the even when he's full grey, he'll have this like sort of forehead, and then you'll see another role <coughs> where it's all gone, you know. Yeah, so, no, no, he's he's, he's um, yeah. It was just yeah. <laughs> hey, thank you, Martine. That's oh been great. Oh my God, Craig. I, to, I mean, I have to say, you're looking fantastic. Really, I mean, I haven't seen you for a while, but wow. And I know you've gone through certain. Well, a skiing injury, we were obviously Yeah, that was about a that. big one. Uh, yeah. I hope your skiing was somewhere um, quite... Um, it was I assume in, it was in California somewhere. It was in California. It was in California and it was not a good idea to have done it because my agent said to me, because I had two jobs to come back uh-huh. to, and he said, you know, you really shouldn't go. It was sort and of the done thing though, right? Or you, no, the, the no, no, my friend said, or, oh, my God. You I just to. had a quick weekend sort of thing. Right? You know, it was, oh, come on, darling. You I bet you, you looked amazing on the slopes, though. Even no, though you I had, broken I had an orange bunny suit on, okay? <laughs> I went I out and I bought myself okay. an orange bunny suit yeah. and I did it all. And the first lesson that I had, I'm standing there waiting with several people and I'm sort of going, what? My God, I've got these things on my feet. And I'm playing with them and I take off down the slope. <laughs> and, the, and the guy is saying, sit down, sit down. And I don't know what he's talking about. I'm like all over the place. Yeah. I cannot believe that I'm, I'm heading for a rock. <laughs> and that was the same thing. I mean, it was just like, there, I should not have because I literally had, and luckily I was able to do, they actually, they couldn't, 
they couldn't find anybody else because it was literally. So, so I did it. You with the, I did it with the cast. Oh, on. right. No, really. You know, I, so I was standing there and I had to be, you know, they had to photograph me and they had to stand me up and take me. <laughs> <laughs> so you weren't quite angling for a role in, I forget which movie it was, but where Roger obviously no. was, he was quite a keen skier, I think, wasn't he? So they probably, I believe he ended up with a house in uh, Crown Montana in Switzerland. I think so, yeah. Um, I think so, yeah. Uh, but. Uh, no, no, that's no, right, because no. uh, he did no, that. No, skiing that, is not my thing. He did the, the Bond ski thing, didn't he? You know, yes. started that off, I guess. So. No, no, it's not my thing. Definitely, mm. there's no way I should never have done it. I mean, I'm the one who I walk along the, 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 the pavement, and I remember one, one fall was there was a piece of string across, and my foot catches in this piece of string that just happens to be there, okay? <laughs> and I'm good down. Right. I, I've been very lucky, though. Mm. Not mm. on the face, mm-hmm. just the knees, <laughs> the knees. and the shoulders. <laughs> right. Well, I better let you go. And that was the fabulous Martine Beswick. Uh, it was so kind of her to give up some of her time. Head over to the old Cairo London Pod Instagram account, and she shared with me a photo of her and Sean Connery back in the 1965 film days, and we took a selfie. Uh, at the clinic where we did the recording. Thanks for tuning in. 